0: You're listening to the Center Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. So um, Tyler began um, a theme last week on uh, faith and, uh, and being a people of faith. And so he was encouraging us to be a people that would really step out in faith, um, That we would move in faith, you know, doing what seems a lot illogical um, with man's sight. Uh, it was believing for the impossible, living in the realm where we desperately need God to show up. I believe he's, he's always there. He's always with us. But it's like that, that just where you know something different is happening here. He is, there's just something amazing taking place. Talking about faith of walking in the hopeful unknown because we know God is with us and that it is faith that pleases him. The walking in the hopeful unknown. I love that. That whole element. Actually, that's not really true. I don't always love that. But I I know that that when I walk in that unknown, he's with me. And I love that. I love that promise. It's not always easy, but I love that promise that I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. But I know that Christ is with me in that journey, right? So this morning, um, I want to, in in some ways, um, show how we can please God. And I don't necessarily think that uh, I'll be able to elaborate completely on how to do that but we'll touch on a few things and kind of see how that goes. Um, There's there's many scriptures about faith, but at the end of the day, I don't believe we should focus on how much or how little faith we have, but I believe we should uh, focus more on who our faith is in, if that makes sense, and courageously follow our example of Christ. The scripture in Matthew 17 about Having faith the size of a mustard seed to move mountains is not about us moving a mountain. It's about the faith we have in Christ to move mountains. It's him who moves those mountains through our lives. He makes it happen. We are completely dependent on him. And the reality is that apart from me, Jesus says, you can do nothing. He partners with We partner with him and it's him who executes in a sense that makes the stuff happen. This moves us when it's about him completely in the realm of solely depending on him. And it moves us solely into the realm of no matter how big or small we might think it is that God is calling us to. We can know it's possible because he's the one that makes it happen. He's the one that makes it happen. Even as we took time to pray and Kyle shared about God wants to move in your heart, doing something that's impossible. You're, you th- feel that your situation is too challenging right now. It's him that can make it possible when we put our faith in him. And uh, I love that. He's the one that gives the measure of faith. According to Romans, we read, he's the one who makes the impossible possible. It's, it's about him, and it's always been about him, and it needs to continue to be about him. He needs to be always our focus. And as as uh, may not be up there today, but just really the, the title of my message is Everyday Faith. Everyday Faith. Um, because I really believe that that's where God wants us to live. In Acts 3, verses 1 to 10, and we'll just... Uh, Go there this morning. A very familiar passage to many of us. And I'll read out of the NIV. So Acts 3 1 to 10. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called beautiful where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts when he saw peter and john about to enter he asked them for money peter looked straight at him as did john then peter said look at us so the man gave them his attention expecting to get something from them then peter said silver or gold i do not have but what i give to you in the name of jesus of nazareth, nazareth walk at what had happened to him. So again, this passage is very familiar and there's so many different aspects to it that we could easily touch on this morning. But one of the things that I really appreciate about this story is it reminds me about how God can work in our daily routine if we allow him. Right? Just our daily routine. God wants to work in that. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I believe that sometimes he leads us to make big changes. I was daily walking with God in Sylvan Lake, Canada. And then one day, um, God had a slight change for Kyla and I. And so, and then next thing you know, we showed up in England. So... That changed our routine a little bit. That changed, you know, the sort of like familiarity of, of our journey, of our, of, of our walk with God. But I believe he, he sometimes calls us to make big changes in our lives. But he loves to see you move in the realm of faith in the ordinary. And um, verse 1, as we've read already, just simply it says, One day Peter and John... We're going up to the temple at noon or at the time or one day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. And so going to the temple to pray was normal. This was a regular thing that took place. Going together was, was normal, right? Seeing the same people was normal. Seeing the man crippled from birth was normal. All of these things that were taking place were just normal, routine things in their day. But then something happened, right? Peter stepped into this realm of faith, into a realm where they were taught to live, exist, and dwell. They were taught this from their example, Christ. They were, they were taught to, to live in this realm of faith, to live in this realm of just like taking these, these steps, knowing that they don't really know the, the, the final result. Jesus didn't put on special events. He simply met people in the routine of their daily lives. Now, yes, there were, in a sense, big gatherings. But they weren't planned. Right? People just sort of flocked to where he was going because of the message that he had. Uh, but they weren't, they weren't planned events. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm all for, I'm all for big events, I'm all for great gatherings and stuff like that. But I also want us to see how God can just work in the routine, daily parts of our lives. We shouldn't wait for a special event so someone can encounter God. You know, I think we, we should find situations in our daily routine that people can encounter God. I'm convinced now more than ever that, that God wants to take your life of routine and do something through it that will keep you wanting to get out of bed each and every morning. You know, Kyle and I like, um, I know there's a show here as well, um, like kind of a um, an England version of The Biggest Loser, but we always watch the American one, uh, Biggest Loser, and just really love seeing people overcome these huge obstacles in their lives. And I think last night we were watching it, and uh, one of the things that one of the the, this isn't crazy profound. But one of the things that one of the uh, the trainers said was that this is what gets me up every morning. Seeing the transformation of somebody taking control of their lives, of their life again. And saying, I want to actually, you know, um, be able to play with my kids. And I want to be able to do all these great things. And uh, and I just really believe that that when we move in the realm of faith every day it's going to be the thing that gets us up every morning and go, what are you going to do today? God. And just that, that, that living in that realm of, of just expectancy, not expecting God to do something, but just expectancy. And, uh, and I, I think that's the realm he wants us to live now. Um, Kyla worked for Canada post in England or in, in Canada. And I was, wow. Um, And one of the things that I really appreciated about Kyla while she worked there was it was just a, a daily routine. She got up almost always at the same time, drove into, you know, where she sorted all her mail and then did all the same stuff and delivered it all and went home. But while she lived that routine, she continued to really be an example of Christ to all her workmates. She she was able to live this this real consistent life with them where they began to see that something was significantly different about her. She didn't allow them just to walk all over her. She, she was very keen on saying what was right and what was wrong and what was maybe just and what wasn't just or whatever the, the scenarios were at work because uh, lots of interesting things happen. But... But at the same time, through her life, people were able to see that there was something different. And she was able to not just just be an example in action, but she was able to be an example in word. She was able to speak into situations that people were experiencing and bring a completely different perspective than maybe all the rest of the people at work would bring. She brought Christ into her workplace and was, I mean, there was one or two others, but but she was able to be a real example of Jesus in her workplace. She was able to bring a different perspective on things that maybe some of the others wouldn't have thought of and clearly some of the others were not speaking about. And through the years, um, those ladies and some of the guys were able to talk to Kyla about different things and she was able to be just totally open and honest about what Christ has done in her life. And that was just the routine, um, some other areas that we can just do routine is, you know, when you're walking on your way to the train, maybe there's that homeless person on the street, which I obviously is become more aware of now that I'm in Brighton, living in Sylvan Lake. That's not something that you experience every day. I was aware that there's homeless people on the streets, but and uh, but there's that routine of maybe being able to speak something into their, into their lives. Or maybe there's someone that you see every day. You just tend to bump into them and you're wondering, why do I keep bumping into this person? God, is there something that you want to do through this situation? He wants to use you in those situations or those times when you're just dropping the kids off and there's a bunch of moms or dads waiting in the playground saying goodbye to Johnny and Billy, Right. He wants to use you to say something to that person at the gym when you're working out, Johnny. Huh? (laughs) Working out? (laughs) Never. Some of you that may go to a gym, those are opportunities to share about what God's doing. I remember with me training for the Boston Marathon and, and all the training that I was doing and being part of the gym, it was just such a great opportunity just to share different aspects of my life and how God's brought me to this place and so on and so forth. He wants to use you to chat with that gr- that guy at the garage when you're going there to get your car fixed. Hopefully that doesn't happen all the time, <laughs> but hopefully you can begin to just share maybe what God's doing in your life or through your life. Um, I think you get my point, but God is saying to us that he wants to turn your routine into something that is still routine, but lives are changed through it. Lives are changed through your, t- your routine. But if you're anything like me, this is going to require you stepping out. It's never really comfortable or easy to begin sharing certain things in your life and what Christ has done. For some, it might be. If you're an evangelist in this room, maybe you're just like, dude, I got this. I'm always good at that. But sometimes it's really challenging to bring a completely different idea to a situation, to bring something that really is not very acceptable in our culture anymore, to talk about Christ and how amazing he is and what he's done in our lives. But it calls us to take those steps, and that's what he's calling us to. Which leads me to... um, my next thought, which is familiarity breeds contempt. And I know that these two kind of like routine and then familiarity breeds contempt uh, could almost conflict each other. But but I think there's something different about routine versus going through the motions. We can go through the motions like a robot, but then we can also live routine where we leave space for God to, to use us in those situations. So familiar, familiarity breeds contempt. Uh, verse 2 says this. Now a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful. Where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. Isn't it fascinating that the people that, who carried the crippled man to the gate also went into the temple courts? I never really read that before. I always thought, uh, to be completely honest, Betty and Johnny had a son, the man that was crippled, and they carried him to the gate called Beautiful and then went about their business. But they also went into the temple court. Now, I'm sure if I was to dig a little bit deeper, there would be a kind of a reason for that. I'm, I'm sure that they want, they went obviously to, to worship and praise as well in the temple. But I just found it very interesting that that, that they had this connection with God as well, but they just decided, I'm just going to put him outside and go about my business if that makes sense. It's as though they had become numb. they accepted this man's condition. As his life sentence. They just accepted it. And just said I guess this is just how it's going to be. They became numb. They became familiar with his situation. And in many ways I guess this guy also became okay with his situation as well. He didn't expect for anything else. I truly believe this. Not, not to put pressure on us or to make us feel guilty but it's about us walking in the fullness that God has for us. And that is someone's freedom in Christ lies on the other side of your step of faith. So someone's freedom in Christ lies on the other side of your step of faith. Maybe you could also say, maybe not just faith, but you could say on, your, on the other side of your step of obedience could be another way to look at that. And again, it's not to, it's not to put pressure on us. It's not to make us feel guilty. You know, there's lots of times in my own life I wish I could say there wasn't where there's times where maybe I felt to say something or thought to do something or whatever it might be and chickened out, if that's what you want to call it. Thought, oh, is that really God? Uh, maybe it's not. Right? We, we do it. But I've, I've really come to the, come to a place where I believe that, that that us taking that step of faith or us saying, God, I'm going to obey you in this situation, someone's freedom uh, can take, will, someone's freedom will will happen in those moments. Many years ago, I, I uh, went um, whitewater rafting. And uh, as I was talking to the guide, I guess to back up a little bit, I'm the type of person that likes to, in many ways, see the whole journey. And, uh, and so we're out white, white, white water rafting this is many years ago and I'm talking to the guide and I said so so where are we at exactly in the trip and you know like how much longer that that sort of talk and he says we're three seas away not not as in like the sea but the sea we're three seas away so essentially what he meant is when we get to this point you'll you will that's, that's one C. And then you, when you see, see that point, that's the second C. And then when you get to that point, you'll see the third point, if that makes sense. And uh, I thought it was kind of an interesting way to look at it. We're three C's away, but I wanted to know where we were, what was next and when it would be over. I wanted to know, are there going to be some rapids on the way? Are there going to be some you know, curves and narrow points? I wanted to know all the details, but he just said we're three seas away. And as I began to think about that years ago and even kind of this week, I had to just simply trust my guide, right? I just had to trust him, that he knew where we were going. And so often in our journey, we want to, in our, in our journey with Christ, we want to see the big picture. And he just says, no, just take this step, and then I'll show you the next step. But he, but it requires us to take that first step. It requires us to go, I don't know what's over there, similar to what Tyler was saying about that weird Australian animal last week that can jump like 30 feet in the air, but when he's in a cage that's 3 feet, he can't jump over that because he doesn't know where his feet are going to land, right? So same kind of idea. We want to see the next point, but God just says, no, no, just, just trust me, take that step. And when you take that step, I'm with you on that. And then you'll see what's next. And God wants us to, to live in that realm where we just take those steps. And I really believe that's when, when God, in a sense, shows up, right? Is when we take those, those steps. Um, I believe God wants us to collide with the supernatural. He wants us to collide with the supernatural, but that requires us again to take those steps and then see what happens. And I know that when God's with us, and I know when God's calling us, whether it be as individuals, or whether it be as a church body, I know that when he calls us to take those steps, he's going to reward us for taking those steps of faith because that's what pleases him, right? Yeah. Peter and John could have looked at the situation and thought, no way. And thought, you know, but instead they trusted their guide, Holy Spirit, and took the step. Instead of giving the guy a little money so he could make it through one more day, they gave him something that made him whole. So it didn't work out very well for me the other day, but lately, and it's, it's always a, a bit of a, a challenge to know, do you give somebody 50 P on the street or a pound or two pounds, you know, often I see d- different individuals and, you know, I, I'll maybe say, you know, St. Anne's down the road, they do like a breakfast and a lunch and you could come and be a part of that or and I know when my mom and dad were here, especially my mom would say, when do you know like you should give this individual some money? Like how, you know, and I'm sure we've, you guys have had the conversations in your own mind and, and you've seen it a lot more than I have. Um, but this particular time I just thought, okay, well, I walked by an individual and I just said, yeah, I'm just going to leave it. And then afterwards I thought, no, I'm going to go back. So then, but I'm going to not just chuck it down. I'm going to have a little conversation. And to be honest, the conversation didn't go that great, but, but it was like, I figured I couldn't, I pot, potentially, if God had called me to do that, it's not really up to me what he did, what that individual decides to do with his money. I just, that's kind of where I'm at. I just give it God. If this is what you're saying, do, I'm going to give it. And that's it. Um, and I'll just trust you with the rest. But so I thought, if I do that and then something happens out of this bonus, I've taken that step and maybe something's gonna happen, right? Nothing really did. We just had a bit of a conversation. He appreciated that I stopped and actually, you know, shook his hand and got his name and, and, uh, but I'm hoping that in my routine, right, that I'm not just gonna become, uh, you know, familiar with my routine and just, stay focused on where I need to go. But in my routine, I'm going to say, God, is there something you want to do in this? Is there something that you want to say in this? And uh, I just think he's calling us and maybe stretching us to do those sorts of things. Everyday faith, we will not not see it. Sorry, yeah. Everyday faith is about not seeing as it is, but seeing it as it could be. Seeing situations as, they, as God would want them to be. When we see an individual that's broken in your workplace or hurting or may look like they have it all together. Those are our opportunities to step in and say, this might be your situation, but it can look like this when you allow God to be a part of it. The third thing I wanted to mention was never underestimate consistency. Consistency. Verse three says, When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money, so again, talking about routine and and how this was happening regularly, right, I find it rather interesting that he saw Peter and John again, I'm not exactly sure, and it doesn't you know clearly say that there was masses of people walking in but I'm certain it was the time of prayer, and this was, this was routine, this was part of the Jewish culture in their life, so there would have been many people walking to the temple at that time. Many would have been entering, but this time he sees Peter and John. And, and I, I understand that at the time, the word would have been out, right? Peter had just recently spoken a message where 3,000 people Surrendered their life to Christ and some major radical things were taking place. I'm wondering if this guy saw them that day and said, these two have the answer for me. There's many people here, but these two, there's something different about them. And, uh, and that, I believe, drew them, drew this, this man that was crippled from birth To these guys. Because there was something different. Today as you live out your faith daily. Consistently. Being people that walk with God. I believe that you're being noticed. I think sometimes we go. Am I really making a difference? But I think when we live a consistent walk. Again not to put pressure on. Not to say you have to be perfect. I don't think my wife Kyla was perfect. Every day at Canada Post. Close to perfect. (laughs) But, it wasn't about being perfect. It was just about saying, God, I want to be different. I want my difference, you in me, to be the difference in people's lives. And, uh, and so the question is, will we, we, will we respond? Will we be open vessels for God to work through us so that wholeness can come to people's lives? I really believe that a consistent lifestyle over time, really, really makes a difference in people's lives. I know, I know my dad just been faithful for so many years to the call that God has had on his life. He's a carpenter and he does just amazing work. And through, through challenging times, through economy times that have gone kind of low and people don't have the extra money to get something fixed, he's always had work because he's just put his faith and his hope in God He's always said, I know God, you're going to provide. He's always just been this integral person in the community that people know he does good quality work, that he doesn't cut corners. And that consistency in his life has truly made a difference. I know it has. And, and so being consistent is something that I believe is so important. And when we're consistent, those opportunities for us to take those, that step of faith that's going to require some courage when somebody says, Hey, can you pray for this for me? What does God say about this? How, how will your God help me in this situation? But when we've been consistent, that's when I believe people begin to recognize that, hey, there's something different about this person. Hannah, do you mind in the worship team, if you guys could come up? We're just gonna close with the last song. As they're doing that, I just wanted to to mention that the leadership of this church are believing for great things to happen in and through this church. And 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 the charge is for all of us. We're the church. We're the church, right? This building, unfortunately, we call it church. I wish there was another way to say <laughs> Something, but it's just such a universal term now that it's just like people understand it to be the place where we gather. But we're the church, and you guys are aware of that. So the charge, the charge for us is to walk in a posture that is anticipating opportunities to step out, trusting that God has called you for such a time as this to make a difference. And at the end of the day, I really believe that the difference Is in each and every one of us. The difference is there. And now he's calling us. To take your routine. And just. Allow God to use that. Because it's. There's so many people. That. I'm not going to reach. That Johnny's not going to reach. That Mark's not going to reach. You know that Margaret's not going to reach. That some of some of the other people that are here are going to reach because you're rubbing shoulders with them. There's some people that don't care what I have to say, but they care what Giovanni has to say because of the, maybe that relationship that he has with them and because he's, he's, he's just been consistent in his walk with God. And, um, and so I just want to encourage us and challenge us with that today to just take our routine and say, God, we want to walk in the faith realm in our routine and see the miraculous taking place in people's lives. And you know what? I want to see things happen instantly. But sometimes, sometimes it really does just take day in and day out. Just being a, a good friend, just being someone that people can trust, just being someone that that carry peace and carry this this this. Um, presence about them that is just attractive, so sort to of speak. So let's stand this morning. I hope there's something that you can take away from what God's put on my heart for us. Lord, I just thank you for for what you've put on my heart today. And uh, Lord, I pray that we would be a people that would just take those steps of faith that you're calling us to in our everyday routine. Lord that we would see that every day is a day that 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 you want to do something in the lives of the people that we're doing life with. And Lord I pray that we would we would be courageous that we would that we would would truly just say God we want to do what you've called us to do. God give me the courage to take those steps to to say that one word or to pray that prayer or to or to maybe just live a little bit different in that workplace that would not set me apart in the sense of distancing me from others, but it would set me in apart apart in such a way that people would go, I like that. There's something going on with 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 him or her. And so Jesus, we, as a church, we just say we need you every day. We need you to to help us move in that realm of faith. And God, even this week, if there's things that you're putting on our hearts today, God, that we would take those steps, knowing that, that we don't actually know the outcome, but we know that you're with us in it. And I wish I could say, God, that, that it's going to be easy. But maybe maybe it will be with some individuals, with some people in some situations, but it won't be in all situations. But we want to follow your example. We want to we live how you lived. We want to be more like you tomorrow than we are today. And so, Lord, as we end this morning with, with just a time of worship and just celebrating you. God, I ask that you continue to speak to us and that this song would be encouraging for us to go and be the salt and light that you've called us to be in our community, in our workplace, wherever that might be, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Center Church. One Church, passionately loving God and people, in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.